So your life is uh, <coughs> essentially the same as it is right now. Live in uh, Los Angeles. You know, you tell jokes. Doing the damn thing. One day, you have a show. It was supposed to be uh, this guy hosting it. It was uh, Ryan County, the host. And uh, he's, gonna, like, he's like, all right, I'm going to have you do like 10 minutes up top. And he's like, I got a bunch of really famous comedians who are going to close the show out. And he goes, we can't say on the fly who they are. This whole thing. Secret list of comics. And none of them show up. So he's like, fuck. And there's like a bu- there's a huge crowd there. He's like, Ella, you just you gotta just go. Wow, what a nightmare. <laughs> you have the best set of your fucking life. There's three hundred people watching. You just show up and you're like, Hey, look, I know you thought there's gonna be a bunch of like famous comics here. It's just County and me. You do an hour, you fucking murder. People are laughing so hard that they're like throwing up <laughs> so the show's over you're like that was a crazy that was just one of the, just one of those things that happens you know one of these crazy nights yeah wading through piles of vomit yeah all from over the, the from them laughing yeah so yeah this guy approaches you after the show it's a little uh he's definitely unique looking it's like nine feet tall <laughs> got uh is he wearing heels no oh no 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 just no. it's all it's all it's all body it's just giant yeah. he's, okay. he's really tall he's got like translucent almost blonde hair very thin blonde hair guy's a you know a character he introduces himself he's like hey ella uh my name is mr cool <laughs> and he's wearing like a like a blue jumpsuit with an L over his heart. It's like, yeah, uh, my name is Mr. Cool. I'm a movie producer. That was so goddamn funny. And he's like, those stories, you told a couple of stories. Are, are those stories true? And he like talks to you for a while. And he's like, look, I've been living in this town for, for many years. I've never seen a performance like that. We got to talk. We got to take some meetings. And you're like, holy shit. And he gives you his card. It says Mr. Cool. And like that's all it says. So it's like a really odd business card. It's like, let's meet tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. You guys decide to meet at a Chipotle. <laughs> Great. And uh, you look him up online. And he's a real guy. And like you can look up some of the movies he's produced. And like they're not like blockbusters. But they're definitely. You're like, oh, yeah, that that was like nominated for an Oscar for best cinematography. Like, Oh wow. That's interesting. Like you look all, you look into his work and like, he doesn't like direct or or write or anything. He just helps these, these films get made. They're, they're kind of small films. So you're like, this guy seems legit. So you meet with him and he proposes. He's like, look, I'll pay you, uh, $90,000 and you get some, uh, points on the gross and everything of the of the film it's like we're basically doing a remake of apollo 13 but we're making it an erotic thriller (laughs) 
It also... Wait, stop talking. I'm in. <laughs> it also, all the astronauts die at the end. It's like we're taking some liberties with the story. You had me at erotic space thriller. So he's like, hell yeah. I knew you were the right person to talk. He's like psyched. He's like, I knew this was going to work out. Awesome. He's like, I, you know, I, I'm a movie producer. I work for a Lanolax uh, cinema. Uh, and uh, we'll have a meeting in three months. You have three months to write this script. Where's the meeting going to be? It's in L.A. Okay. Not space. No, 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 no. You know, no. You'll, you'll be in Los Angeles. It's, it's going to be at the, uh, the, um, the Vixen building. It's like this club downtown. Okay. It's called the Vixen building. Is it a good club? Do I like it? Do I go there? It sucks. Like, like you, you walk past it one day because you're like, all right, well, I, I should probably check this place out. And you're like, this is not a place I like. It's like a doomch, 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 kind of like dance. Oh, spot. no. Yeah, it sucks. And you're like, holy I'm shit. I'm not into any kind of dance music. Right. So you're like, well, this sucks. Whatever. I'll work on the script. And you pour your heart and soul into this thing. You're yes. like, this is my chance. I've been waiting for this. It's finally here. <clears throat> Apollo 69. Apollo 69 is the name of the film. And you're like, I can do this. And you do. You pound out the script, man. You work on it and you really. Oh, I pound it. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. See? So I, this is this is how she's the perfect one to do this. So you write it. It takes you three. You take you use all the three months to make sure you get like fresh eyes on it. You have people that you trust. To look at the script and and they give you some some honest feedback and you, and you you grow as a writer and at the end of it you're like wow I have this script I can't believe I, I finally did it you know so you go to the meeting with the Lanolax people and they're like what the fuck is this like we it's... wanted to do a remake of Apollo 13 and you turn it into some kind of erotic thriller you're having them have sex with each other. What is and they all die at the end? And Mr. Cool was like, Yeah, I don't know why she did that. Like I didn't tell her to do that. Like he like throws you underneath the bus. This is my masterwork and I stand by it. And they go, Okay, you can stand by it all the way to hell. And your writing career is ruined. Because Mr. Cool just threw you under the bus, dude. Like he just totally it was his idea to do it. You did it, and he just he And those were his specs. He yep. told me what to do. One hundred and I did it. So your career is ruined. And uh, you don't really know what to Sounds do. Sounds like Mr. Uncool. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really know what to do. do. Can I say that to his face? Can I? We get out of the meeting and I look at him and I'm like, you're more like Mr. Uncool. And he smirks and he just goes, whatever, and leaves. So he doesn't give a fuck. This guy's kind of a prick. So you don't know what to do, and you're like, I gotta find something to do for money because like you quit your jo- like your job to to work on this and blah, blah blah. So you see an ad, and it's like you know the uh, it's for the Mystic Zoo. Oh, I'm in. I apply for the job with a very good resume. I put in work. I sent it with a uh, mystical lemon. <laughs> So they, my resume. They send you a response. They're like, "We need to interview you. Like, you're. I think you're a good fit here. Blah blah blah." So you go into the uh, the interview. It's like this zoo, and kind of like on the outskirts of town, and a part of town you you didn't even know existed. And like, and it's kind of odd. And like, you you're like, I don't even know where am I right now. And you, for some reason, you have a compass with you in your car, and you look at it, and 
the compass says you're north south. Like, this is kind of odd. So you go into the uh, the Mystic Zoo for this job interview, and the guy interviewing you, this guy, it's like this uh, really like a uh, thin guy, you know. He could be either like thirty or like forty eight and looking great. Like you, it's just this guy, and you're like, I don't even fucking, I don't even know where to begin. So he interviews you, and he's like, Yeah, we you know we need someone to kind of run the place, the day to the operation of of the Mystic Zoo. And he, uh, he's like, Yeah, you know, you're gonna get paid uh, sixty grand a year. <clears throat> Let me show you around the place. Shows you around, and it's odd because it's a zoo, but there's there's no animals there. It's it's more like there's like concepts in cages. Sure, the platonic horse is there. There's like a uh, like the god of the god of paper. Great. He's like, hey, what's up, Ella? You know, got a paper here. Um, there's like the personification of uh, being in love with your best friend. You know, that in, asshole in, in a cage. Ugh. He's like, yeah, so we kind of have these uh, interesting things on display. Not traditional, but, you know, we're not we're not a traditional group here at the Mystic Zoo. He chuckles. And well, then it look, sounds like I'd fit right in. And you look over and there's a, uh, in a cage is a, uh, a battle axe. I'll treat that axe like my own dog. He goes, oh, that? Oh, yeah, that's a unliftable axe. It's called Tooth Nasher. Belonged to a, a great hero named Bone Tooth the Bloody who, you know, traveled across dimensions uh, solving trouble. He goes, yeah, but that, you know, they're, they're, but, you know, it's unliftable, so definitely don't try to lift it. And he's I like, try right. to lift it immediately. You immediately it I open you it. You pick it up to... and it's effortless. It just You just raise it up. It's like you were meant to hold it. It's like the perfect weight for your fucking hand and when you lift it you wonder how you ever lived a life without this weapon by your side and the guy's like holy shit you definitely get the job <laughs> so when you do i start up, and is there health insurance you start immediately and it's great health insurance like the health insurance is so good that and like and like you don't even understand how this even happened but like you wake up one day you're like three inches taller. <laughs> You're like, all right, whatever. I've always wanted to be six foot two. Yeah, dude. So you're killing it. <laughs> so you work in the Mystic Zoo for a while. You're like, this is kind of uh, cool, I guess. Do I carry my axe with me? At you all carry times? your axe with you at all times, and like the other the coworkers, they can't meet your gaze because they're like, holy shit, you know, she can lift tooth nasher. This is crazy. And so, um, you enjoy the work. And you have this mystic axe and stuff. And then one day um, you run out of like printer paper. You're like, what the, well, you know, and then you're like, I don't even know where to go for this. And they go, oh yeah, you, you, um, your coworker, Linda. I don't go to the God of paper. No. Cause it's... when, when, when he saw you lift the, the axe, he killed himself. Oh man. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Oh, we could have used that guy right now. Well, you know, look what happens. There's a price for uh, heroism. So they're like, oh, yeah, we need some printer paper. And they go, um, Linda, who you work with, she's nice enough. You know, you know, like she has a lot of different opinions. 
than you. You know, and it's it's like she's not shy about sharing them. Does she like working in the Mystic Zoo? She likes working there, but like you guys, you never have an argument, but there's some simmering tension just just because like she'll just be sitting there and she'll just say stuff like, you know, I don't understand why the press won't just lay off Donald Trump and let him be president. You know what I mean? It's like they're just really messing with them. I don't like it. And you're like, all right, like whatever. And like, like you don't agree, but like you don't, you just don't want to start a fight. It's like there's, you're the new person. You can't show up and, and be starting arguments, whatever. Can but I threaten her with my ex? You kind of like, you don't Can outright I menace her. her? With yeah, my you ex? menace her a little, little bit. Axe menacing. You menace her and. Dude, she doesn't back down at all. She's not scared of you at Fucking all. Fucking Linda. Yeah, Linda's no good. So Linda's like, oh yeah, we need some more printer paper. She goes, oh yeah, it's it's um it's actually just down in the basement. Uh, if you want to go grab it, I'd I'd go, but you know my knees hurt too bad. I can't go. Well, I take my axe and I go find the paper in the basement. You walk downstairs, and it seems like the basement must be like like two miles below. Sure, but I have the legs of a champion. You do. So. so you just walk for like two miles and you're like, well, you know, this doesn't seem like the best layout. <laughs> you know, wow. I just need some more paper and now I'm traveling two miles underneath underneath the earth. And um, <clears throat> I make a note on my phone to call an efficiency expert <laughs> who can maybe help us organize the layout of the building you, to you, prevent this kind of. You write the, the note on on your phone and you're like, you know, yeah, that'll be a good thing. And then um, you kind of like trip and you fall down. And like there, there weren't that many more stairs left. There's like, you know, just like five. So like it definitely hurts a little bit. Your phone goes flying, shatters. You're God like, damn this it. fuck. But you get the feeling like the printer paper is just around the corner. You just feel it. I check around the corner. And uh, there's a minotaur there. Oh, God damn it. And he sees you, and he roars. Which half is man and which half is bull? Uh, the bottom half is man, top half is bull. Okay, he classic. Roars. Classic minotaur. Classic minotaur. Not reverse minotaur. And no, no, no. And it's the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life, ever, without even a doubt. And but what's even more weird to you than the fact that it's that loud, it's that he's he's yelling the word roar <laughs> he's not really roaring he's just yelling roar and it's so loud can i try to kill him with my axe with the, you with you can't even nasher? you can't even think to do that because you're you're covering your ears and it's almost like that makes it worse it just hurts so bad and 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 he looks at you and he goes um i bet you're here for the printer paper <laughs> Yes. And he goes, there's only two ways to get this printer paper. Defeat me in combat or defeat me in a joke telling contest. (laughs) I choose the joke telling contest. And he goes, all right, you got to tell a better joke than this. And this is the joke that he tells. He goes, all right. So there was this uh, old man had a, a younger wife. Couldn't really keep up uh, with her in the bedroom, you know, and um, <laughs> he didn't really know what to do. And so he he, he and his wife went to uh, their rabbi and uh, the rabbi said, uh, well, here's what you should try. You should um, hire a young man 
to wave a towel over you, you know, while you make love to your wife. And, you know, you it kind of gives her a thing to kind of focus on to take her mind off of, uh, you know, because she feels pressure, all this stuff. It kind of is, it's like a hypnotic thing. So you should try it. He goes, all right. So they hire this young guy, comes in, this fucking guy uh, waves, waves a towel. Makes love to his wife and it's horrible. It's it's it, she she's like that was so bad. She hates it. He's like oh no. So they go back to the rabbi. He says to the guy he says you know I did this and nothing happened. And he goes all right. The rabbi says all right. Well maybe you should try reversing the roles. So maybe you wave the towel and the young man has sex with your wife. And so he goes all right. So they go in and you know the, the old man he starts waving the towel. The the young guy starts uh, with great relish uh, having sex with with his what wife. Kind of- relish amazing Onion, the best pickle. the most horny relish you've ever heard you've ever tasted and Red uh pepper. the the wife has an earth-shattering orgasm within about uh, a minute and a half and uh the old man puts down the towel and he goes well you see that's how you wave a towel <laughs> all right so what joke do you tell <laughs> you have to beat that joke <laughs> to get the printer paper uh, i look at that minotaur and I say, I'm Pat Dean, and I'm here to say that I'm the best rapper in America. And he looks at you, and you thought that roar he did earlier was the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life, but this makes that look like fucking nothing. He starts laughing so goddamn hard. He's like, holy shit, that's so unexpected. He's like, that's so funny, and he's laughing, and he hands you the printer paper. While he's distracted by handing me the printer paper, I try to murder him with my axe. So you swing Tooth Nasher up at him as he's handing the, the paper, and it's the severity of this wound. It's it, it's like it's like his fucking chin was where that axe needed to be its entire existence. That's how easily and swiftly it goes up. So you cut his fucking face in half. And he kind of like stumbles and he blinks and he falls over and he's fucking dead. And you just have that thing of printer paper. What do you do? I take it the two miles back up to the Mystic Zoo. So you go back up to the Mystic Zoo and they're like, uh, oh, thanks. You know, they like reload the paper. They print out the invoice. And then uh, you kind of just live your life normally. And like a week later, Linda's like... Uh, She's like, oh, man, my uh, my knees feel a lot better. I'm going to go get some more uh, printer paper, I think. So she goes, she makes a, the two-mile trek. Well, four-mile round trip. Comes back. She's like, he's dead. Because the minotaur's, the printer paper minotaur's dead. What do you say? I say, I minotaur him up with my axe. <laughs> And she goes, you killed, she goes, you killed the, you killed him? Yeah, Minotaur is notoriously evil. She goes, Ella, that guy gave us a printer paper. We don't have any printer paper right now. Why did you kill him? You know, normally he just makes people tell jokes. Is that what, he has this gag where he says you have to tell a better joke, but he doesn't mean it. He just loves laughing. She goes, you killed him? He doesn't love laughing anymore. And she's like, I, she, she just goes, I cannot believe this is happening. And she gets up and she starts to run out of the room and she goes, I'm telling. What do you do? 
I kill Linda with my axe. <laughs> so I can't sh- let her tell. You chop her in half, and it, and it, and it's and, and and you feel nothing. You know, you just do it, and it's and it's like you were you just took a bite of cereal. You know, just, that's how little it means to mm-hmm. you. And can I eat a bowl of cereal afterwards? You look down, and there's like a bowl of cereal on the uh, on the desk, and there's blood in the cereal, and you eat it. Is it Linda's blood it's and Linda's, cereal? It's Linda's blood mixed with the with the milk and the Captain Crunch berries. And you oops, all blood, blood. And you realize that this axe has uh, somehow corrupted you, but you don't care. You the, the taste of blood is just so fucking sweet to you now, so that you eat it. And then when like the armed guards show up, you kill them without even a fucking second thought, and you eventually destroy the entire mystic zoo with your bloodlust oh no i like the mystic zoo well it was before you uh you went crazy with bloodlust and once once you calm down and you realize what you've done you look at the axe and you you say to yourself if i can't wield you no one will you break it in half over your knee, and you stab yourself in the eyeballs. Because <laughs> you've oh. seen things that you can't unsee now. Yeah, it had a, it had one more life to take. Yeah, yeah and it was, that was your mine. own. And you lay on the ground of the Mystic Zoo as the abstract concepts bleed into oblivion. And you remember the roar of the Minotaur. Roar. Roar. And you die. Oh, man. You die screaming.